This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 145. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey, Ass Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am so happy that you are here and that you are joining me today. And I have a kind of a quickie-ish post for you today, episode for you today. And this is about playing big because I know that it's kind of a self-help term that gets thrown around a lot. And you might hear self-help People talking about like, oh, that's playing small and, you know, how are you going to play big? And one thing that I really like to do with my clients and with my audience is allow you to have the knowledge to know what things actually look like in your life because it's really easy to just kind of grasp and sometimes even not so easy to, to grasp concepts of tools, but then how to apply them in your life. So hopefully that's what this post will help you do. And so let's get on with it. But before I do that, I wanted just to let you know that if you are kind of late to the game, which I know a lot of you are, there is still time to join us for the seven-day challenge, the seven-day courage challenge, which is a free event that I run every year. This is the fifth time that I've run it, and we are on our way in there, but you can totally still jump in by texting the word COURAGE to 444-999 or heading over to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven-day challenge. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women are in the private Facebook group where the real magic happens. All I ask is 10 minutes a day. This is about learning how to manage your negative self-talk, learning how to create self-compassion and self-kindness in your life so that you can have more confidence, so that you can be happier, so that you can play big, right? Because that is the theme that we are talking about today. So again, text the word courage to 444-999 or yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. And I will see you in the Facebook group. All right. So playing big, what is that even mean or look like? How do you know if you're playing small? And I, I know about this topic firsthand because after the the debacle of 2006, I'll call it, you know, when I it was like 2006, 2007 when I fell flat on my face and and really began to rebuild my life. And like they always say, hindsight is 2020. In retrospect, I saw what was happening before that, and really how I was playing small in my life. And it was, it allowed me, you know, that kind of introspection was so incredibly valuable to me because I was able to take responsibility for my life. The best part was that I knew that I was totally in charge. And for the first time in my life, I felt like, all right, I am going to grab this bull by the horns and and really start to take control. And I use the word control loosely because, you know, we could go in a completely other direction that way. But really, it was a few things that I'm going to break down for you. So for this episode, I thought a lot about the foundation of what it actually is to play 
a big life. And I have about seven or so kind of traits, if you will, about what that actually means, what it actually looks like. And so here they are in no particular order. So number one is people that play big don't really give a shit what other people think of their dreams and goals. They may listen and take it in, especially if it's people who are, I like to call like in your square inch box. So in the Daring Way work that I do with my private clients, there is a particular exercise that we do where it's actually in the, sorry, it's in the Rising Strong curriculum. It got a little mixed up there. So it's it's where you take a square inch, literally like draw out a square inch box and you write down the names of people that their opinions matter to you. Their feedback feedback impacts your life. And if you look up and say, I need a bigger box because I have 10 people, you don't need a bigger box and you don't need to write smaller. You need to scale your list. And so it doesn't mean that you're cutting all those other people out of your life. It just means that there are a very few select number of people where their feedback and their input and their opinions matter a lot. Again, you may listen and take in all, you know, the feedback and opinions of other people, but at the end of the day, you do what you feel in your hearts is for your biggest life and it's what you want. And it may still sting when someone criticizes or judges you, but you don't let that take you down and destroy you. And you also don't let their impact steer your decisions. So you're not making decisions from a place of hurt. You're not making decisions from a place of fear or what will they think, or maybe I'm making a mistake because that person had an experience. None of that. It's really about following your intuition and knowing what's best for you in your heart. The second one is people that play big are in touch with what they want on the other side of their goals. And this is something, to be honest, that I have realized only over the last few years or so. This wasn't something that I learned in the very beginning. In other words, you tap into the feeling that you really want from what you're after. You know, so maybe you want a promotion and I would invite you to think about what that will actually bring you, what it will feel like when you get that promotion or you get that raise. Maybe it's accomplishment or validation, recognition, achievement, power. Are those any things that you want? Because, you know, by the way, it's totally fine if you want things like power. It, it, if it's your personality, it's your personality, period. I know I, I work with a lot of women who... That is important to them. And I'm like, bravo, lady, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> They're your values. And when you are honoring them, you're playing big. So again, it's never about the thing that we want. It's never about the money. It's never about the fame. It's it's what we feel that we are going to get on the other side. And from just like a foundational human level, it's usually things like love and security, and safety, and freedom, those are the core things that most people want. But we don't really seek that out. You know, we're like, okay, how can I make more money? How can I um, have a partner? How can I have better female friendships? Those are the things that we're seeking out. So it's, it's really not about totally shifting what you want, like you want what you want, but it is also about tapping into the feelings 
that you probably already have right now. And you know what that is? That's gratitude. So tapping into those feelings as you already have them. Because if you are in a place where you are constantly on the hamster wheel, going after what's over there, feeling like you are in a place of lack all the time. I don't have that feeling of security. I, you know, there's never enough money. There's never enough time. There's never enough, you know, fill in the blank. Then you will always feel like that. So I have found that people that play big are grateful. They're great. They find things in their life that make them already feel secure, that already feel safe, already feel loved, already feel freedom or whatever. So again, this is not about settling like, oh, well, I already have those things, so I don't need to go after that promotion. No, it's about leaning in to the feelings that already exist and looking for them, looking for them, actively seeking them out already in your life, but still going after the things that you want. Number three, people that play big don't apologize for what they want ever. I don't think that I even need to go into explaining that one. <laughs> don't apologize for what they want. Number four, people that play big strive to be the best and biggest version of themselves. Does that mean that they are the, be the best and biggest version of themselves all the time? Absolutely not. But people that play big get help with their issues. They admit that they are struggling in one particular area and they get help for it. They focus on self-improvement as if their life depends on it because it does. I have never met someone who has big success, in, in other words, like that has gone after what they want and are getting it. And that person, you know, doesn't ask for help, doesn't ask for, you know, doesn't go to therapy or, or all of those things. The, the, the people that are living their life from that big place have always asked for help. Number five, people that play big are in service to others. Now, there's a difference between being a doormat and being somebody who gives and gives and gives and doesn't take time to replenish themselves and they're depleted and, and being of service to others from a place of abundance. So these people are mentors, they're philanthropists, they're generous with their knowledge. No one gets anywhere for very long by being a selfish asshole. Number six, people that play big take action like crazy. I was having a conversation with um, my friend Lisa, who's going to be a guest on an upcoming podcast episode in a few weeks here. And I love, she always says, dream plus do, dream plus do. Sometimes there are, there are people that, and maybe you know someone like this, they're dreamers and they talk and talk and talk about the things they want to do and they never do anything. And the reasons can be valid and sometimes they're not. But people that play big don't sit around and blow smoke out their asses about it or wait until it's perfect or they don't wait, you know, need to get everyone's opinion and approval on it. They just go for it. And if it fails, they pick up the pieces and move on. And that's not to say that you need to run around like crazy taking action without thinking and just just jumping. I also think that there's a personality aspect of this. I think that there are some people who are a little bit more meticulous, and maybe meticulous isn't the right word, but they do more research. They uh, they kind of step into it a little bit more carefully, but they still take action. And then there are the people like me who just jump blindly. <laughs> 
and sometimes it doesn't work out. And then you're like, I really should have been more careful about that. I should have done more research, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that like neither are wrong, but I think, you know, where I'm I'm pointing at are the people who make up that they need to be quote unquote ready to start anything. And if there's one thing I know about success, it's beginning before you're ready. And again, you know, there's a fine line between that, between that and just being um, just irresponsible about it. But this is about honoring your life and honoring you. Because at the end of the day, we all know that there are no do-overs. Time is ticking by and you only get one shot at your life. And I know that sounds very kind of life coachy cliche, but it's the truth. You do only get one shot and the you know, time's a wasting. That's what I always think. So it's important to take action, my friends. And number seven, people that play big are fully aware that it's more about mindset than it is action. So of course, taking action is important and great. I just got finished spouting off about it. But in order to get there, and by there, I mean to that place where you do feel like you're living your best life, you're, you're trying your best, human human stuff and all. But in order to get there, you must get your head in the game first. There is no guarantee things will work out the way you envision them when you do get out there and play big. But you must understand that if you wait years or decades to go after what you want, to quote unquote play big until you finally feel like you have what it takes, you might be waiting forever. And of course, taking action is uncomfortable and it's a stretch at, you know, to go after the big things that you want. But the alternative is to do nothing. And doing nothing and someday regretting your decision to do nothing is going to be way more uncomfortable and painful than trying to step out of your comfort zone now. And the last one is people that play big have a support system that they have nurtured and sought out, and that takes time. One of the things that I work on with my clients is, and it's one of the very first lessons that we get into, is their support system. Who are the key players in your life? And one of the things that comes up fairly often is that people assume, some of the women I work with assume that it is their family. It might be siblings or parents. And when it comes down to it, that's not the case. And I'm not at all saying like, you know, kick your family out of your life. But, you know, speaking to that example, it might not be your mom or your sister that you tell about your secret dreams that you're going after or that you that you come to them when a crisis happens. If if these people have continuously not showed up for you in a way that is helpful for you, then they might not be the people that you come to about those things. And I and I don't mean to say this lightly because for some people it can be kind of devastating to come to that realization. For some people it can be a huge relief. And a big aha moment for some people, they're kind of indifferent about it. Again, because it's not about like kicking them out of your life, it, but it is about finding the key players. And it, and it probably is people that are already in your life. You just haven't practiced the vulnerability with them of 
telling them your story or telling them about your big hopes and fears and and all of those things. So again, it's about finding the right people to share the most intimate and important things about your life with. People that do that, people that have that quote unquote tribe or, or group of people, those are people that seem to really have an easier time stepping into playing big in their life. So that is it for this week's episode. Again, if you were kind of listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to work on this, you might have a negative self-talk struggle going on. So please join us in the seven-day challenge. If you're already signed up and you haven't done any of the worksheets, now's the time. So you can completely catch up. There is still time for you to catch up. And again, I am in that private seven-day courage challenge Facebook group every night at 7 p.m. doing videos. You can still watch the ones I've already made to catch up, and I would love to see you there. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 